Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by Hero Bread. Listen, I've talked about Hero Bread a million times over, and I'm telling you right now, they have some of the best guilt-free bread I've ever had in my life, and I'm not just saying that. I'm talking about taste and texture-wise. You, you just can't beat it. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and is high in fiber. And guess what? Now it's made with heart-healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. I'm telling you right now, I made a BLT with this, and it was freaking delicious. If I if I eat bread, this is the bread that I'm eating. You guys have to get this. I'm not just saying it's so freaking good. You could do whatever you want with this type of stuff. I mean, they even have burger breads, right? So if you want to make a, a fire ass burger, they got like tortillas too for their if you if you eat breakfast burritos as much as I do, dude. Money. It's so freaking good. Good. It's hard to say which one my favorite stuff is just because like if I'm going to make a wrap or I'm going to do any type of sandwich of any sort, I'm going to use Hero Bread because I get to eat without all the guilt and it's literally my favorite. So genius brain listeners, do not miss out on this. Make sure you get Hero Bread. You will not regret it. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order for their new recipe. Go to Hero dot co and use code genius 10 at checkout that's g-e-n-i-u-s one zero at hero dot co this episode is brought to you by paramount plus get in loser mean girls is now streaming on paramount plus join katie heron as she meets the plastics and tina fey's new twist on the modern classic get ready for more of the rumors backstabbing and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises rated pg-13 wear pink and head to paramountplus.com to try it free okay because so, here's the thing right yeah. if he was like that yeah right cool but suck on my tongue yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. that is very different come here little boy <laughs> yo i don't know how they said like those two things are different yeah and so this is the other thing that they were saying they go okay but you guys understand in five four three two one what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the genius brain podcast uh genius brain is every sundays at 12 p.m if you're a brand new listener where the fuck have you been <laughs> that's a quick introduction Get your fucking life together <laughs> yeah you fat ugly piece of shit <laughs> you filthy animals or you skinny filthy little fuck <laughs> 
waking up in your fucking, fucking Dalai Lama. Yeah. <laughs> out here kissing little babies, sticking your tongue out, you little sick freaks. That is probably one of the most heinous videos I've ever seen in my life. And I couldn't believe what I was watching. Bro, he has to be suffering from dementia or some shit. Like for him to think that was okay to do, like, okay, you know what I mean? So could I just say this real quick? And I mean, no disrespect to the Buddhist religion. Yeah. Right? This is already sounding really bad. <laughs> Whenever you preface it with something like that. <laughs> I mean, absolutely no disrespect, right? Yeah. So me watching this video. Yeah. There are times where I catch myself where I say, oh, I actually don't know what this is or what this means. So I was like, what is the Dalai Lama? Well, let me tell you something, people. This is the most complicated fucking religion I've ever read about in my life. Buddhism is so fucking complicated. <laughs> I hate it so fucking much. This is what it was. I was reading. I was trying to understand, okay, what is what is the Dalai Lama? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, it's it's a specific set of Buddhism called Buddhism of the Yellow Hat. Mm-hmm. What is the Yellow Hat? This is what was happening. I would read the the, the definition of what I'm looking for and yeah. they would say 18 more words that I don't <laughs> fucking understand what it means. It's just like the keeps yeah. branching off. And into- they're like the seven blah, blah, blah of Tantra. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is Tantra? Yeah. I look at Tantra. They go, Tantra is the six forms of the Buddhist palm yeah. or some shit like that. I'm like, <laughs> and, and I was there for like three hours. Just... Going back in information, trying to understand what the fucking first part is. Right. You know, when you do stuff like that, that's how you end up like starting to look up Dalai Lama and end up at two girls, one cup. So, yeah. you know, it, just, it keeps branching Dog. off into crazy shit. And I was getting pissed. Like Mariel was like looking at me and she yeah. goes, why, why are you so frustrated? It's like, because I don't understand Buddhism. Yeah. And so Mariel was like, listen, when I was in college, this is what my professor says. Buddha, Buddhism is nothingness. And I'm like, okay. Get the fuck out of this room too, all right? Because you're not helping me out either. Like yeah. she said, her professor said, Buddhism is a life of pain. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever read about in my life. But long story short for this, from what I've gathered, right? It's basically Avatar. That's how the Dalai Lama is chosen. Yeah. And that's what Avatar was based off since we're, you know, this is how my brain works. This is the only way I can connect something intelligent is to anime and cartoons. Yeah. So, you know, if you guys watched Avatar, right? How is how is Aang selected as the avatar? They get a few objects to see which object that this child chooses because the object that the child chooses is from the previous um, avatar. Mm. That's essentially what they took off from this, you know, Tibetan monks or, or whatever, whatnot. And so the Dalai Lama is chosen that way. So the Dalai Lama, before he passes, right, practices something called conscious dying. Mm-hmm. So this motherfucker this doesn't die. He, yeah lays down or figures out with his other like servants and goes, you know what? I'm about to die right now. <laughs> you know? And then he consciously dies. So he forces himself to reincarnate. Right. So before that, I'm not sure if this is exact. I'm going to put a bunch of information on this video because I'm not sure if I'm regurgitating this correctly. But if you don't consciously reincarnate, you go into like this thing and then you figure out where you're going to reincarnate later. But if you consciously do it, you end up in the body of another person. Mm. And that's what the Dalai Lama does. Okay. So yeah, I didn't know the specifics of the reincarnation part of it. Yeah. yeah. So it on, typically it takes about two to two to three years in order to find the new Dalai Lama because uh-huh. you don't know where his body reincarnated. I see. He was found four years later. Yeah. Right. And so you give them the the item, they choose the item. If it's correct of the previous Dalai Lama 
And then his living servants have to confirm other things in order for this Dalai Lama to be accepted or to be for it to be legit that he's the real one. Yeah. So the whole bunch of different steps. And this is essentially how this guy was chosen. And also you have to be a pedophile. Right? Yeah. That's a prerequisite. That's, once, once you get a certain <laughs> level of power, you have to touch babies apparently. Yeah. So this guy apparently is the most famous Dalai Lama of all. Right. Right. Nobel Peace Prize winner. Yeah. Right. He also looks like John Amos. <laughs> he looks like fucking the McDowell's. Yeah, he visited uh, my college when I was in college. Too. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. He tried to kiss you too. <laughs> you too old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were all legal at that point, you know. So he <laughs> was like, "Shave your mustache." Let me see. <laughs> what was his app? Where did he kiss this kid? Um, I don't know. I don't know where it happened. That, but it was pretty disturbing to like read that he told him to suck on his tongue. <laughs> Dog. So, okay. So I started, you know, when you read things, right? Yeah. Now, because the internet is so crazy, yeah. I have to double check. I, that's exactly what, what I, I'm, I'm yeah. like. I was like, this, this cannot be clickbait yeah. bullshit. What kind of fucking onion, you know, article yeah. is this, you know? And I open it up and I see this video. Yeah. And I'm immediately disgusted. Yeah. You have to understand how much fucked up shit we've seen on the internet I know. for me to look at a video and go, what the fuck is happening? And so the idea behind this, right? So a lot, so the people who are, so there's, there's like this uh, child protective, like service group out there. They go, listen, in Tibetan culture, they have this thing where sticking out your tongue yeah. is like a sign of, <laughs> See, of, of, of like a greeting, right? But they're yeah, like, yeah. But they said, even that. Yeah, exactly. That's a fucking stretch. <laughs> that's a, that's a big stretch right there. <laughs> like, that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. And so. I guess what happened was, and once again, I'll put this in the video if you guys can see this information because I don't, I don't know the specifics really. But the idea of sticking out your tongue yeah. happened from, I guess there was like this despotic ruler that was a king that was considered evil. Mm -hmm. So that he had like a serpent's tongue or black tongue. Mm -hmm. So in order for people to show that they're not with the king, they would stick out their tongue. And it became a form of greeting. Yeah. <laughs> now that is a fat fucking stretch from here. To, to suck on my tongue. <laughs> exactly. Okay, because so, here's the thing, right? Yeah. If he was like, meh, yeah. right? Cool, but suck on my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is very different. Come here, little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I don't know how they said, like those two things are different. Yeah. And so this is the other thing that they were saying. They go, okay, but you guys understand. The Dalai Lama is a reincarnation of like 17 generations. You're judging him from times now. You have to judge him from the times of like 2,000 years ago. Because remember, he's actually that old. Hey, but he lives in modern times. Though, you know? Doesn't matter if he's 2,000 years old. Like he the, lives in 2023. Bro. And there was one article that I was reading too where, where, you know, I guess people who are avid followers of him, right? Were like saying… What he was playing playfully with the child, right? The child asked for a kiss. Mm. I was like, no, 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 no. He asked the kid for a kiss. Yeah. Don't fucking gaslight us. <laughs> yeah. There's an actual recording of the fucking video. He's over here touching his face, head doing the head thing, yeah. kissing him. Oh, you should kiss me here. Yeah. He goes, now suck my tongue. I was like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> Escúchame? Yeah, it's… it's that's what I'm saying. Like he has to be suffering from dementia, you know, because the thing is, all right, maybe he's been a pedophile all along, but now he's, he's kind of losing fool? his, 
his faculties a little bit and it's just it's just it's seeping through the cracks you know <laughs> that shit was fucking wild yeah, man that was that was definitely um, i can't believe they use the excuse like he's actually like a gajillion years old because he's reincarnated i mean they're so. trying to they're trying to you know pull out whatever they can to make it seem like it wasn't weird or it wasn't strange like nah, dog. That was one of the fucking strangest things I've seen this year. I still so can't far. believe he literally looks like the McDowell's owner from fucking <laughs> of coming to America. He looks like John Amos, bro. Yeah. If anything else, if John Amos died, I'm like, that's where he reincarnated, yeah. right? Fucking there, dude. Yeah, he's an old motherfucker, man. That's what kind of makes it creepier. The fact that you know he looks really good for his age, though. He does. He's like ninety, almost ninety. Yeah, he does, but he still looks pretty old. <laughs> That's what happens when you be kissing babies. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what happens when you want to be kissing babies, but you've been suppressing until ninety. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that he stress was... starts to show up on the face a little Dog, bit. When he was like, "Suck my tongue," yeah. I'm like, "For wait, yeah." There's there's no way to to save that. You know, once that's out there in the public, like. Whether you read about it, you hear about it, you see it, there's no way to save that. There's no way to excuse that. That's fucking weird and pretty fucking disgusting. Um, I don't know. The yeah. way he was looking at that kid looked like he saw a long lost lover. <laughs> and I did not like that shit. It wasn't even one of the things like, oh, this kid's really cute. Yeah. That fool looked like he was in love with that little boy. And I don't fucking like it. Yeah. It's... Uh, there was definitely some Jeffrey Epstein energy. Maybe that's... That motherfucker was on that list. <laughs> he was definitely on that fucking list, dude. It's weird watching like all... Like I've been watching this... Oh, dog. I couldn't watch this documentary all the way. But it was hard for me to kind of go through it because, you know, I grew up going to church. Yeah. And there's this doc on Netflix where there's this uh, very famous Korean pastor, right? Mm. Who I heard of this guy when I was younger, yeah. right? But, you know, I'm young because this is like in the 80s. So there was even before I was born. Yeah. But he's, you know, there's a lot. So if you guys don't know, like Christianity is very, very prevalent in Korea. Yeah. Like when you drive around, you just see a bunch of crosses everywhere. Churches are everywhere. They in got Korea. those mega churches out there too. Mega fucking churches, yeah. right? And so whenever, whenever there's somebody who, not everybody in a church is good, right? So when there's somebody who gets a hold of it, that's really bad. They'll exploit people. So this guy was like the master manipulator, right? Because you already know what happens when a cult, right? You join a cult, the end result is somebody's going to get their dicks up. That's just how it happens. I don't fucking know why, <laughs> At but the least. that's the formula, <laughs> yeah. you know? So this guy was basically so powerful. He was like on TV, everything. And he was like a power evangelist. Mm. And basically he kind of convinced people that he was the second coming of Jesus Christ. Wow. People, they goes, people said that Jesus Christ is coming again. And he goes, I'm here. And people are fucking crying, clapping their hands. In the beginning of this doc, right, there's a girl who's speaking Korean. She's, I believe she was actually from Hong Kong. Yeah. But she went over to, to attend this church and then become one of his disciples. What, what's the name of this doc? I can't even remember. I was so disgusted. But I'll send it to you. Maybe mm. you'll be able to watch it because you didn't maybe grow up going to church when you were yeah. a little kid. Yeah. So it made me feel really funny. Mm. Um, but the girl was just talking about how he – so he would record – there's no way – they would have got this audio unless it was him recording it. So he would record them fucking. He would fuck all the girls. All but these all these girls. He's just recording audio of it? I think the video and audio. Okay. So there was like video clips of girls like in the shower all naked. And mm. obviously their faces were their bodies blurred. And they're telling yeah. him to come in and shower with him. Yeah. And then this other girl's like she's crying and she's talking about this. But he's 
talking to her in Korean. And this is the part that made me, I was getting heated. Yeah. Because he's like asking her like, how many times did she come? Like, did you come? He goes, yeah. I came like six or seven times. Uh-huh. This girl's like fucking 16, bro. Uh-huh. Fucking disgusting. Uh, the, the thing is, it's like, you know, the people who are kind of susceptible to that that cult uh, setting and and kind of getting involved and sucked into that cult life, you, you got to have some issues for sure. Because like, you know, how do you get convinced that he's… Another guy is a second coming of Christ. You know what that I mean? That looks like he sells kimbap for a living. <laughs> he's, a, he's a kimbap vendor on the streets <laughs> during the week, on the weekends. He's a tele, televangelist. <laughs> looks like a fucking dweeb, dude. And he somehow convinced everybody he was the second coming of Jesus Christ. And he f- was fucking these underage hey, girls. Some people just have the gift of gab, man. They, they just have that charisma, you know? They might not be a looker necessarily, but they're just able to talk their way into people's lives and and like basically grab them by the hook and and own them pretty much, right? Mariel, when she was in Korea, she told me the story where you know there's a a a, a Korean series that I watched that's I think is very very good. It's a, it's like a thriller. Mm-hmm. It's called Kuejo, and it's it's about Korean religious cults, mm-hmm. and it's a whole series. It's not a docu series. It's like a it's like yeah, a drama thriller. Drama. It's yeah. fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Really fucking good. Um, and essentially, Mariel, when she was in Korea, like you'll see this when you guys go to Korea um, in very popular, busy areas. You'll see people try to you know evangelize somebody yeah, yeah. up there. It's actually pretty common. Um, and so, Jesus <laughs> Christo. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Mariel's out there, and this lady approaches her, and then she's basically trying to convert Mariel, right? And then she's like, oh, do you speak uh, Korean? And she goes, <laughs> fucking Mariel's goofy ass. She's like speaking to her in a broken Spanish because she doesn't want to talk to her. And they go, oh, we have somebody who speaks Spanish. <laughs> oh, man. And then she, what are the chances, bro? Yeah. And then she goes, no, no, no. And then she starts speaking in English. Yeah. And then, you know, some of them can speak English. Yeah. And so basically it said like, oh, Jesus Christ is here on earth right now. Mm-hmm. And then Mariel's like obliging them. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, where where is Jesus Christ? And this lady comes out from the back. It's this old Ajama. She goes, it is me. <laughs> it's this old Korean lady. Oh, no. I am here. And Mariel busts up laughing. Yeah. And then she couldn't stop laughing because she thought it was a joke. Yeah. But dude, there's this woman has somehow amassed a certain amount of followers. <laughs> How fucking crazy is I'm that saying. shit? That's what I'm saying, man. Is like to, to most normal people from the outside looking in, that shit is fucking wild and it's crazy. But, you know, there, like I said, there are people who are just susceptible that, to that kind of thing, to get brainwashed, get sucked into it. I don't know, man. Maybe they had some kind of trauma in their life and, and this helps. I, I can't explain it, what it is. But one thing that I feel is usually true in cases like this is those people who become a part of those cults and, and follow these crazy motherfuckers got some issues of their own, got something wrong with them, you know, and they're they're looking for something to fix them or fill a void or whatever. But, you know, if I was Mariel, I would have done the same thing. I would have talked to them just for like sheer entertainment. I I do that sometimes. I I know they're, these people are nuts, but I'm like, I want to see where this is going. You know, let me, let me see what this is about. Yeah. Jesus Christ was an old fucking 70 year old (laughs) Korean lady who works with a kimbap man selling kimchi. 
Yeah. But that shit was fucking weird, man. Like watching, like seeing that little, cause at first when that video came out, I don't think yeah. that kid's face was blurred in yeah. certain, certain, I was like, that's not right. Yeah. But then they started blurring his face after. And it was like this young little boy. And I just, he's 10, right? He was 10 or something. Yeah. I, he looked younger to me. Yeah. And I was so creeped the fuck out. Yeah. That's, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty foul, man. When you, anything, when it happens to kids, things that aren't supposed to happen to kids, when it happens, especially like, I don't know, for I, I think I, I don't just speak for myself when I say this. It's, it's deeply fucking disturbing. You know, when, when we have like these school shootings and elementary kids are getting slaughtered, that's it's disturbing on a different level. I'm not saying the loss of like an adult life is, is any less, uh, you know, important, but it's just like, man, kids should not have to fucking go through something like that, you know? Okay. So I've been like staying away from like school shooting stuff, but there was like another huge one, right? In Nashville? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. Do you know what happened with that? So he was a bank employee and he knew that he was about to get fired. So he purchased a gun, I think like a week before and just decided he's going to go in there and, and shoot these people up, you know? Wait, wait, where was this at? Was that an elementary school? Wait, wait, wait. The, the Nashville one. Oh, the Nashville. Oh, so I'm t- I thought you were talking about the the most recent one was I forgot where where it happened that, but well, there's another one. Yeah, that just happened this past week. God damn, yeah. dude! There's been a hundred like 136 mass shootings already, which four or more people uh, got killed. I believe. I think there's been 136 this year already. Holy shit! Yeah, it's fucking wild. Um, no, but yeah, but the school one, uh, that one was the uh, the I think the female shooter, right? The one where she like shot through the glass and came in. Holy no, I don't. I, I didn't read up about any okay. of this shit. Yeah. So there's those were the two big mass shootings that got headlines over the past few weeks. Yeah. But they released the video of the one that happened at the school, and ah, uh, bro, like the body cam footage when the officers are like you know going through the halls and shit like that, and then they have to blur a fucking small little body on the. It's like, oh, shit. it's a fucking like eight-year-old, nine-year-old kid. That's, that's crazy. Like, that's lame. You see these small little backpacks and you're just like, dude, th- these kids should not have to fucking ever, ever in their life even think about fucking going through something like this. You know? Why, who, who did this? And what was the motivation? That I don't know. I don't know what the motive was um, with that. That's fucking crazy. Like when it comes to like news like this, right? Yeah. I've read it so much. And I'm not saying that I'm trying to be somebody who's not trying to be like actively involved and, you know. No, it's look, man, I I don't want to fucking honestly constantly find out about this shit either. You just can't help it, you know? That's why I'm I'm like hazy on the details of of that shooting. And it's a woman. Yeah, it's a woman shooter. Yeah, yeah. Um is this the first female mass shooter? That I don't know, but but it might be actually. It might be. 28-year-old Audrey Hill once attended this school. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She did attend the school. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't remember what her motive was. We, we've talked about this multiple times on the podcast. The same thing that I always fucking say to myself when I see this is like, when is enough enough? You know what I mean? How many more fucking children need to die? How many more things need to be put into place to like, quote unquote, prevent this type of shit? Like there was a lot of uh, saying like things of, oh, that's why there should be only one door in and out. Like they shouldn't have big window. 
I'm like, no, it should, just shouldn't be happening, period. Yeah. These fucking kids should not have an active shooter drill. Like, that's fucking crazy to me. When we were young, bro, we had earthquake drills. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. had fire drills. Yeah. We, we fucking go under the desk. You know, we stop, drop, and roll. These kids today have fucking active shooter drills. My, my friend told me, like, his young daughter, when he talked to him about the fucking drills that they have, she called it the bad, like the bad person um, drill or something like that. Yeah. When there's a bad person on campus, this is what they need to do. I'm like, yo, bro, that's… Listen, listen to this part. So it says, wait, national gender activist slammed dead naming Audrey Hill. Wait, so this person is uh, trans? That I don't know. What the fuck? Wait, hold on. What the fuck is going on right yeah, now? Yeah, I, I don't know that, about that. I don't. I don't know if they were trans or not. But Audrey Hale, a woman whose LinkedIn profile states she prefers the name Aiden, and pronounced okay. he and him uh-huh. gunned down three teachers and three young children before she was shot dead by police. But he later referred. So Nashville Police Chief John Drake said during a press conference that Hale was a 28 year old female that lived in Nashville area who identifies as transgender. But he later referred to Hale as a trans woman, suggesting she was a man identifying as a woman, sowing confusion among reporters. Gender identity advocates accused mainstream media uh, news outlets who scrambled to cover the story of Mr. Who the fuck cares? It's a fucking crazy motherfucker who killed children and, and teachers, man. Who the yeah. fuck exactly. cares, you <laughs> fucking weirdo? Yeah, they don't deserve that type of fucking attention. You Here's know? the weird thing, right? It's like, so kids just died. And the most important thing that you give a fuck about is yeah. the dead naming? Yeah, Are exactly. you fucking out of your exactly. mind? Exactly. It's like, bro, what the fuck are you talking Who cares if this one individual got fucking dead named? They're a fucking psychopath. How about exactly. that? Exactly. That's the only fucking label they need, yeah. you know? A crazy motherfucker who don't, honestly, who don't, like, these people don't even fucking deserve to get their name put out in the publications, in the news. They don't deserve that type of fucking attention. Let them fucking be nameless. Don't fucking, but, you know, that's just my fucking gripe. I'm sure other people have the same they're, gripe. They're like, is this person know? trans? I don't give a fuck what they are. Yeah, they're a fucking shooter. Yeah, let's fucking leave them nameless and leave them out of the fucking head. Like, fuck those people, you know? I mean, because the thing is, it, it 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 inspires other crazy fuckers to do shit like that because they see the attention and the notoriety that these people get once they do something like that and then they get inspired by it and then they do fucking copycat shit, right? Um, but there was that. And then the, the shooting that I was talking about that happened recently was uh, an, a bank employee. And yeah, he knew he was going to get fired. And so he just decided, all right, I'm going to go and fucking kill these people. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. It's just a bank job. What the fuck? I mean, most his, people quit those jobs. Yeah, his parents, I guess, are now they were starting to speak out about like kind of his mental illnesses that he had or something. But either way, like I remember reading an article about it, like where he was as he was entering the building or something. Apparently, he told like the first person, this lady that he saw, it's like you need to get out of here. And then he still shot her anyway. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so it's like why why are you giving the person a warning and, and, and then blaster yeah what the hell yeah i mean so I, I think like this is where many people kind of have problems with gun laws right it's like okay so his his parents said that he was mentally unstable but somehow he got his hands on firearms an ar-15 
you know, which is pretty insane, right? You know, from what I've kind of gathered from a lot of people, right? Even people who are like gun rights activists, I think like the fine medium that uh, gun activists who do believe in stricter gun laws, they say this, they go, yeah, we should have stricter gun laws. Like crazy people should not be able to get their hands on guns at all whatsoever. And we need to make it way more difficult. Yeah. I think for them, what they want also is like, but once you kind of pass all these tests for these stricter gun laws, you should allow us to have the firearms that we want, right? Because if we are saying human beings, we should be able to have our AR-15s or whatever, Mm -hmm. as long as those laws are in place. Yeah. Which that could be the happy medium. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's probably the best case scenario. That's like the best, like both, you (laughs) know? That's probably the best case scenario, but still unlikely. Yeah. You know, there's just... What is the idea of, I wonder what the holdup is on that. Like why, why isn't it a general consensus that, you know, what, like the test. So, so if you guys haven't taken a test to, to obtain a legal firearm, I'm in California. It's pretty fucking easy. Like it's damn fucking easy. Mm-hmm. And there really isn't like um, a psychoanalysis. Yeah. That yeah. I to see there isn't, there yeah. isn't any at all. Yeah. To be honest with you. I don't think there's a uniform process across the country where, yeah. and, it, and it should be. It should be uniform, right? And that's not to say like a few people won't slip through the cracks, but if we could minimize that, that would be so much better. Because there's too much fucking money behind it, bro. Like the NRA lobbies too much. They they've they fucking lined the pockets of so many right wing politicians, you know. And whenever there's money and power involved, they're gonna do everything they can to to maximize that and keep growing it, you know. And stricter gun laws mean harder to sell them easily, right? And so. They don't want that. They just want kind of like enough in place to to kind of save face and be like, yeah, we have these protocols in place, you know. But then once we're talking about kind of going beyond that, it's like, oh, well, now you're asking for too much. You Did know? you see that video interview? It was, it's not Stephen Colbert. It's um former it, John no, Stewart. John Stewart. Yeah. Did you see that, that? John Stewart's a fucking G. Bro. Did you see I that shit? That guy. Which which one? John Stewart was basically going head to head with somebody who was a you know a gun rights activist, mm-hmm. and he, he was basically dismantling his fucking argument. Like, yeah, race. that's I mean th- that's what that fucking guy does to anybody. He yeah, you know he's so fucking smart, he's so fucking smart. And and the thing is, it's under this comedic shell that he mm-hmm. has, right? And so it's kind of it's he lulls you. You know what I mean? Because he, he kind of plays that game where he kind of acts like he's not as intelligent as he is, mm-hmm. right? And then he, yeah, he fucking, like, he, his arguments are usually pretty flawless, you know? Yeah. He's a master debater for sure. It's weird. <laughs> you master debater. Or <laughs> 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 a master debater. Yeah. There's this weird, yeah, man. And, you know, we, we've, we have uh, talked about this topic to, like, exhaustion, right? But 136 mass shootings and it's only, what, April? Yeah, that's it's what I'm saying. That's fucking insane. insane. And and look, why does it happen? Because we have that many fucking guns in this country. Yeah. Look at the fucking numbers. Look at the data. Look at the statistics. We're f- by far and wide have the most shootings than any other developed country out there. Yeah. Like it's not even close. The second country is not even close. It's like a bar like this to like like that, you know? What's the common denominator here? What the fuck do you think? Yeah. What other people, other, and we said this before, other countries don't have mentally ill people. Yeah. Other countries don't have crazy people. Other countries don't have problems. 
Other countries don't have people with gripes and issues. No, they fucking do. But they don't fucking have access to firearms the way the United States does. And it's kind of interesting too. I feel, I don't feel, I know, like passing your driver's license is harder than getting your gun, yeah, dude. I know, right? Fucking I know. crazy. Depending also on which DMV you go to, because some DMVs, like the instructor, the driving instructors are a motherfucker. You know, they're mm-hmm. super picky and like got an oh, attitude. Yeah. And my first uh, driving, uh, my, when I went to the DMV to do yeah. the test, the first person, the fucking biggest bitch I have ever met in my life. Yeah. You stank breath snackle tooth <laughs> I fucking hate it. You know that what it bitch. is, bro? It's a power trip. They have that little bit of power and it goes to their head and they're on it, you know? She fucking failed me, dude. I wanted to just... <laughs> this fucking Jabba the Hut looking oh bitch my God. sitting there just yeah. melting in her fucking seat. Yeah. Just checking all this other stuff. Well... I would normally let you pass this, but today I'm not in that mood. Bink. Like she would say shit like that. Wow. And I sat here like, I remember, so the, I went to go take the test again. Right. And the, the, the other driver instructor was fine. She was like, Oh, you did a great job. And I'm like, that's not what the last ladies told, told me. And they're like, they knew who it was. <laughs> that dude knew who that fucking lady was. They're like, Oh, you got, I forgot what her name was. And I was yeah. like, yeah, how do you know her? They're like, listen, we don't even like her around here. Like she's not, you know, she's been working here for a long time. She's yeah. not going to get fired. And yeah. like, you know, people, whoever gets, she fucking fails everybody. Bro, like um, when I was uh, like getting my permit and driver's license, all that too, um, there would be kind of like word spreading around which DMV locations not to go to because there's, you know, those instructors there who are assholes and like have uh, it kind of are known to fail people mm-hmm. just because they're dicks. Um, so like you would avoid those DMVs to go take the driver's test at. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by Hero Bread. Listen, I've talked about Hero Bread a million times over, and I'm telling you right now, they have some of the best guilt-free bread I've ever had in my life, and I'm not just saying that. I'm talking about taste and texture-wise. You, you just can't beat it. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and is high in fiber. And guess what? Now it's made with heart-healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. I'm telling you right now, I made a BLT with this, and it was freaking delicious. If I if I eat bread 
this is the bread that I'm eating. You guys have to get this. I'm not just saying it's so freaking good. You could do whatever you want with this type of stuff. I mean, they even have burger breads, right? So if you want to make a, a fire ass burger, they got like tortillas too for their, if you, if you eat breakfast burritos as much as I do, dude, money. It's so freaking good. It's hard to say which one of my favorite stuff is just cause like, if I'm going to make a wrap or I'm going to do any type of sandwich of any sort, I'm going to use Hero Bread because I get to eat without all the guilt and it's literally my favorite. So genius brain listeners, do not miss out on this. Make sure you get Hero Bread. You will not regret it. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order for their new recipe. Go to hero.co and use code genius10 at checkout. That's G-E-N-I-U-S one zero at Hero. .co. Hey, I'm Nolan Sykes, a host of Past Gas, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Every week, my co-hosts, James Pumphrey, Joe Weber, and I bring you some of our favorite stories from the hollowed halls of car history. From the amazing to the weird to the utterly unforgettable moments, we cover it all. Join us as we take a look at the wild stories and larger-than-life characters behind legendary cars and car makers. So if you love cars or just like a good story, check out Past Gas by Donut Media, the number one automotive podcast in the world. And then go to places that are known to be a little bit more lenient or just normal. Just have normal people without this, this fucking sassin attitude for no fucking reason. Fucking like the caterpillar from a bug's life, dog. I fucking hated her. Dog. Looked like the fucking mucinex. Um, uh, she mucinex, yeah, <laughs> Fucking bugger face lady. Dude, there are some people out there who are so fucking miserable. They just will, they just want everybody to be miserable with I them. know, man. I And look, bro, if like whatever it is you're doing in your life, you fucking, it makes you that miserable and you hate it that much, if possible, if possible because i know it's not always possible do something about it make a fucking change instead of like fucking ruining other people's day or trying to ruin other people's actually you know what i don't even know if it's a conscious effort to like i'm gonna ruin somebody else's day today and maybe it's just they're so fucking miserable and they hate their jobs hate their life so much that that's their fucking attitude you know and it's it's weird man like and i'm pretty sure a lot of people have been around these type of people where if you haven't if you achieve something great in your life, like, or if you are happy, they always have like some type of weird side comment to say when, you know, they yeah. make it, in, it's like in guise of them trying to celebrate you, but it sounds salty oh, as fuck. For sure. It's a fucking, like a backhanded compliment at mm-hmm. best, right? At best. Uh, I hate those type of people, dude. I mean, but the thing is, bro, especially these days, you know, in the age of social media, everybody has something to say, right? Oh, everybody, everybody does. Yeah. Doc, there's, there's somebody that I had to cut out. Uh, in the last year where this guy, so fucking annoying. Every time you meet this dude, right? He would just, he's either complaining about his wife or his kids, right? And I'm like, dog, should you be saying this shit about your fucking family to us? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh man, my fucking kids, this and that. Oh, my wife, oh, but she doesn't do this. I'm like, you're kind of an asshole, dog. I wouldn't want to be married to you either, you fucking dick. Yeah. You know, and this guy, it's like the problem with people like that too is that, it's always everybody else's fault. It's not theirs. Exactly. So no matter what happens to them, there's no personal responsibility. It's not, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said this, this, and that, right? This guy, I have literally had to check his ass in public at like dinners 
because of the way that he would like speak to his wife in front of us. Because I'm not trying to stand up for his wife. I'm more like Michael just trying to enjoy my meal. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, let's talk about something else, bro. How about that? <laughs> like it would be like personal relationship stuff that he should be keeping between him and his wife. But he's putting it out for us at this table. Or, or fucking be talking to like a, a marriage counselor about, you know? Doc, he's so fucking dumb. This guy's so stupid that I remember that he so he comes up, he goes, yeah, I'm finally talking to a therapist. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, that's funny because you are same, still the same piece of shit, right? I'm like, oh, what did my, what did your therapist say? And he starts going into all this weird mysticism shit. I'm like, wait, who is your therapist? He was like, it's my chiropractor. I'm like, dog, I'm literally going to stab you. <laughs> wait, what? No. No, I'm dead serious. No. I'm dead serious. He said his I mean, was he serious though? He was dead. This is how dumb he's dumb. Wow. He said his chiropractor so, is so, his therapist. So he just decides I'm gonna give him that title and then that's yes. that's the reality now. That's the truth. Yes. That's how insane wow. he is. You know, at first it was entertaining. Yeah. And now it's just like, you need to leave me. <laughs> you need to get the fuck out of my life. Wow. This is my fault too, because I tend to like really weird people. Yeah. And yeah. at first it's funny, but yeah. then like when it comes to stuff like that, I'm like, oh, you need to be cut out. No, but the thing is, I like weird people too. I mean, shit, you know, you know me, I'm fucking weird myself, right? But you got to kind of draw the line mm-hmm. on that weirdness. And if somebody's telling me their chiropractor is their therapist, my first, I mean, I might give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, so your chiropractor is also a licensed therapist? No, just my chiropractor. My chiropractor. That's that's it. Who does like Asian mysticism <laughs> that's type it. of stuff. I don't care if the meat, like I just got my plate. I'm getting up to go box place. I'm out of there. This <laughs> guy is so fucking weird too. Like he has a problem. He, he's so dumb. He actually doesn't. What we found out too is he would use words that he doesn't know what they mean. Mm. And then he would get mad at us for not understanding what the fuck he's saying. Mm. And the problem with somebody that stupid is yeah. that they think that they're smart. Right. Well, see, that's that's when it gets like infuriating is that when they're not, you know, their their IQ is not too high, but they think they are. They're they're delusional into thinking that they're very intelligent and every fucking, you know, word that comes out of their mouth should be gospel. That's that's when it's crazy. Well he would say some shit like I'll get that to you ASAP in about four weeks. And I'm like, hold on a second. Hey motherfucker, what do you think ASAP stands for? It's as soon as possible. He's like, "Oh, I didn't know." I was like, "So you just you just say words?" No, he didn't even know what fucking ASAP stood for. So he'll hear other people say words that he thinks is really smart. Yo, you cannot be serious. This guy's not real, bro. I'm not lying, dog. That is crazy. You know, you gotta understand for a weird person like me, being around somebody like this is very entertaining. But. You know, when it started to come into a part where it was very toxic, I was yeah. like, okay, now you got to go. <laughs> you got to understand. You know, from my perspective, you got to know why it I keep this guy funny. around. That's fucking hilarious. It is funny. It is funny. I'm not going to. Hey, I'm not going to fucking lie, bro. I've dated girls too where I'm like, <laughs> oh man, I'm about to stick my dick into some crazy. Mm-hmm. But just out of curiosity, just just to see like how, like I already know she's crazy. I want to, there's a fucking weird part of me that wants to know how crazy are you though. And then once I see that, I'm like, yep, that's what I thought. And then I'm fucking out of there. Once, once, once it got to the point with this individual where we figured out that he just, you know, he's kind of a downer to be around Mm. because he wants everybody to pity him. 
He wants everybody to think that he's the hardest working person in the fucking room. Everything's yeah. a dick measuring contest. Right. We're like, oh, now you got to go. Because before it was just funny, Mr. ASAP guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mr. ASAP. Yeah. That's his fucking nickname. And you know, for me too, like you got to understand, like when you're that fucking dumb, of course I'm going to make fun of you all the time. Yeah. This fool came up to me. He goes like, why do you always make fun of me? <laughs> why like, is it? Well, here's the thing though. To, to his defense, I mean, even though I don't want to defend a dude like that, in his mind, there's nothing wrong that he's doing. Exactly. So he's, he has no fucking clue he, why he you're being so mean. He doesn't even get the jokes. Yeah. He doesn't understand because he yeah. thinks he's the smartest person. And yeah. I'm like, holy shit, you're fucking dumb, yeah, bro. But, I mean, look, bro, if he's like that, not self-aware, how can he possibly understand that you're joking? To him, it's just you're being mean. Oh, you're just bullying him, you know? And like everybody's thinking that he understands the jokes, but he doesn't get it. And I'm like, oh, you're like, when, when, when I basically said he was dumb, people yeah. think it's an insult. No, yeah. I don't mean that as an insult. I, I'm factually <laughs> stating. It's, that it's he's a matter of fact. fact that he is actually <laughs> stupid. Yeah. He's like, I'm not sure if anybody out there has actually met somebody who's legit dumb. Oh yeah. Like, holy shit, you're actually yeah. dumb yeah. i mean you get dumbfounded because you're like i cannot believe the fucking words that are coming out of your mouth right now like, yeah but that is fascinating and and that's the part where it like it, it triggers us that it triggers that fucking curiosity let me see how how deep this hole goes do we you know like there's there's like a like a litany of things that i have where this guy has says has used a word where I just knew it by the blank stare in his eyes that he didn't know what that word meant, but he wanted to use it because he wanted to sound like he was smart. Oh, and it's very funny when you see somebody do that. Yeah. He'll be like, like, for example, like ASAP. He goes, I'll get that to you ASAP in four weeks. <laughs> and you have to pause and think, he doesn't know what the word ASAP yeah. is. It's like it's like Z saying all the crazy shit, except Z's not dumb. He's Swedish, he's so Swedish. he has a he's, past. Exactly, he doesn't know the American, you know, slang and culture. But like he kind of hears it, regurgitates it, and it comes out in this funky way in his Swedish brain. <laughs> into like, you guys will find out too. Having people that stupid around you is actually very dangerous. Like you can't trust these type of people. Oh, I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't ever. You can't trust them with fucking anything. Yeah. They tend to be pretty conniving. Because they don't understand, like they have zero empathy because in their mind, they can rationalize every bad thing that they do, right? Because they're always right. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, that's usually a separate toxic trait. But like when you combine all of those toxic traits together into one entity, this very fascinating black hole of a human being, Mr. ASAP, that's, that's when it's, yeah, you, you're done. Yeah, we, I got to draw we, that line here. There's like so many other stories that I have with this person. Like I can't even remember them, but I had them written down on my phone because how hilarious it is. <laughs> because it's like script worthy things. I'm like this motherfucker is Michael Scott from The Office. Oh my God. Because it's funny to watch it from the outside. Right, right. But you know, everybody in The Office had to deal with this terrible boss. Yeah. No, no. That I, I've heard people say multiple times that they can't watch The Office because they've had a manager or a boss like Michael Scott and it's just too real for them. Like it infuriates them. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the comedy doesn't come across. It's like, no, fuck this guy. Like I used to, I used to fucking work under a guy like this, you know? Doug, I don't know, man. It's my fault though. I'd, I'd be giggling and laughing at people too much. It makes me very entertaining. No, you're too curious. That's the problem. Just like me, man. I told you, you know, my curiosity has definitely got me into binds just because like, and, and I know, I know I'm putting myself in a precarious situation, but like the curiosity gets the best. I just gotta, I gotta scratch that itch, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And then once that itch is scratched, though, I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, what what else did I expect? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then there have been times where it's more than I bargained for. Where, oh, of course. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that 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 met my curiosity and then some. Now you got to cut them out. Dude. Yeah, yeah. But this this weekend was, um, I know a lot of you may not watch MMA, but okay. So I was at okay. First of all, let me tell you this this thing that fucking happened, right? So I was at the. Uh, Brandon Lee. If you don't know who Brandon Lee is, Brandon Lee is a half Mexican, half Korean kid, uh, super young in his younger 20s. Uh, so far, undefeated, 28 and 0. And I got invited out to go uh, watch his fight in this private little suite. It's cool. Bart Jill. Thanks for the there. invite, bro. Oh, <laughs> you, well, listen, it was either that or the UFC fight. Yeah, Which one yeah, would you watch? So we were, at, we were there. And then <clears throat> let me tell you something. If you guys have never seen like fighters fight in real life, it's very different from TV. If you think they're fast on TV, when you see it in person, you literally don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> and, you know, for me, because I watch so much boxing, when you watch amateur boxers, you can kind of already tell what's going to happen in the fight, right? And I watched a lot of boxing in the last year or two. And so I was with Khalif and I was like literally telling Khalif, I'm like, mm, that guy's going to get knocked out probably in the second round, if not the first. Mm. And then I, like all these younger fighters who are pros, but you could tell they're beginners. I called every every way the fight was going to be stopped. I called it 10 for 10. Yeah. But then when it started getting into the main card with high level people, I couldn't see shit. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't know who's hitting what. I don't know who's rolling what. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, people are screaming. I'm like, what are you screaming? And I, I they were watching because, you know, we're in the suite. You can't even see what they're getting hit with because they're so fucking fast. Yeah. But there was one pro fight that was not on the card that they had in between waiting for the for the main card to start. Mm-hmm. It was these two heavyweights. And Khalif is watching this fight. Khalif doesn't watch a lot of fighting. And I said, okay, these are two heavyweights. They're both overweight. The other guy's super fucking overweight. And he looks overweight in a sloppy type of way. Mm-hmm. And his technique was super sloppy. Yeah. I'm like, he's going to overthrow. And that guy's going to knock him out. You know, and Khalif is listening to this and yeah. he goes, yeah. You know, he, I've already predicted the other fight. So he pretty much believes me. So... Guess what happens in like the first round? Yeah. He overthrows. The guy slips and he fucking like Francis and Ganu uppercuts oh, the living life out of him. Yeah. And then he falls out and like million dollar baby, his head falls out of the ring and it snaps. Oh shit. So we, <laughs> it, we thought he died. Yeah. We actually thought he died. Yeah. Because he could not move. He wouldn't he get out. He was out cold. He was out cold. So imagine the ring and his neck snap right, like that. Right. And so they had to put a brace on him and they had to stretch this like 270 pound dude out. I thought he died, dude. Yeah. Like it's crazy to me. Like when you're fighting at a high level, right? Whether it's they're good or not, high level meaning a pro boxing level. Yeah. Don't you think you would dedicate your life to not getting killed? (laughs) This fool came out, titty swanging. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sloppy as fuck. I'm like, why the fuck do you want to be a boxer if you're not going to dedicate yourself to this fucking sport? Yeah, you know, but sometimes physique can be uh, deceiving, right? I mean, 100%. But yeah. He was no Andy Ruiz. <laughs> no Butterbean. He was no Butterbean. He no was no George Andy. Foreman in his uh, second go at it. Because their technique is amazing. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? And their power. They're powerful. Yeah. This guy's sloppy as fuck. Yeah. I thought, in my mind, I'm like, I could beat this dude's ass, dude. <laughs> you know, even though he's like 100 pounds more than me. Yeah. Like the guy fucking sucked in my mind i'm like dude you're at you're you're literally getting punched in the face yeah why do this if you don't want to dedicate yourself I mean, to this because the thing is they 
just like any other workers that are out there in any job. I mean, it's just a job for them, and they just don't really dedicate Sell themselves Pokemon to it. cards, bro. Yeah, <laughs> anything but something that's gonna threaten your life like that. And like the biggest like tell sign that you could see for heavyweights who aren't really good at that low level is that when they're super out of shape. And you could already, t- in the first 30 seconds, that guy's hands were down to his waist. For sure. For it wasn't sure. him trying to fucking rope a dope. Wasn't him trying to shoot low jabs. Yeah. Wasn't his style. It was straight up because he was tired. First 30 seconds, he couldn't keep his hands sure. up. I'm like, oh, you're one of those out of shape heavyweights. Exactly. You look at a guy like Tyson Fury, who does not have the best physique. Amazing. But the reason why he's in the position he's in and has, you know, the... um the accolades that he does is because he fucking dedicates yeah. himself to the craft. Because I'm man. not saying that if you're big, you can't be a great right, heavyweight, right. right? I'm saying everything else has to be that much better. Exactly, exactly. But but you know that's a d- difference that you're you're establishing right yeah. now is that you can look out of shape, but like if you're not putting in the work, that's going to show real quick. You exactly. Know? And that dude, first thirty second was gassed. Yeah, gassed out of his mind. And I'm like, dog, you're going in there to get your face smashed in, <laughs> and heavyweights hit hard. Yeah. That dude, I'm pretty sure, I I think from what I saw, they thought that he was paralyzed because he couldn't move his legs. Holy shit. It was man. that fucking bad, dog. Damn. So that's that's fucking scary, man. Scary as shit. I yeah. literally thought I witnessed somebody die. Yeah. But Brandon Lee came out with a W, but during that time, you know, the Adesanya fight was happening, UFC 287. Yeah. And you have to understand something, right? If you have never watched the fight before, right? Watch every press conference and everything else leading up to Adesanya and Pejeda's first fight and second fight because the story behind it was so fucking powerful. Listen, I was watching the boxing match and I, out of respect, I didn't watch the UFC 287 while the yeah. boxing match was happening, right? right? To be honest, I was very interested in the boxing match. <laughs> right? Because I wanted to watch UFC 287. Yeah, I mean, I was fucking hyped up for that. So little Jason Chen was there, yeah. tiny little Jason Chen. <laughs> <laughs> and I grabbed his tiny little shoulders because he was watching it. Yeah. And I was like, don't you fucking say anything. Yeah. He goes, okay. But he's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Don't say shit, Jason. <laughs> I fucking love you. Yeah. But don't say shit. So I'm driving and I'm watching the fight as I'm driving. Bad. So I literally, I see it going. I'm like, okay, I'm, like, I'm too excited. I pull over. Yeah. And I'm on the side of the street and I'm watching it. And then I witnessed fucking history. Yeah. It is insane. In the emphatic fashion in which Adesanya beat Pejeda. Background story, Adesanya has kickboxed professionally, right? Amazing phenom. Has fought Pejeda twice in kickboxing and lost to him twice. Right. First time he fought him, he, he, won. Won. he won that shit. Yeah. I watched that shit so many times. Yeah. Even before I knew who uh, decision. Pejeda Alex, was, yeah. that was a terrible decision. Yeah. There's not a single person who watches that kickboxing match and yeah. agrees that Pejeda won. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Second time, Adesanya basically almost knocks his ass yeah. out. He gave him the he got saved by the standing A count. Dog, the ref fucking stopped him in between yeah. when he's about when he's about to connect. Yeah. And then he breaks it up. I'm like, hold on a second. What the fuck was that? Yeah. So he got saved. And then Pejeda knocks Adesanya that left out. Hook. That fucking, fucking monstrous. Terrible, terrifying left hook. And Adesanya was fucking him up. Yeah. That he was. Fight. He was. He was winning the fight for sure. Same thing in the third one. So Pereira comes over to the UFC. Well, before even talking about him coming, the reason why he did come to chase Adesanya was because Adesanya fucking was said, nobody even knows who the fuck this guy is. Yeah, Like this guy is still living in the past talking about me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm way past that. I'm a fucking champion now. He got motivated. He's like, oh yeah? 
all right, we're going to fucking see. So Adesanya saying that drove him to come chase him. So he comes over to the UFC, finds Adesanya. He beats Strick, uh, Sean Strickland. Yeah. He's a top 10 uh, middleweight yeah. in emphatic fashion. Knocks him the fuck out. Yeah. Basically, he's knocking everybody the fuck out. Yeah. Flying knees, would you name it, yeah. right? Um, They get matched up, which is... And let's 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 give uh, Izzy credit there. He fast tracked him to a, a title oh, 100%, fight, hundred you percent, know? right? Yeah, I mean it's, it's great for him. It's it's for it's a way for him to kind of cement his legacy. Yeah, Pajeda wins by TKO, right? In this five round fight, in which uh, honestly, I decided it was winning four rounds to five. Yeah, right. And in the fifth round, he fucking TKOs Adesanya. Now, arguably, Adesanya says that I was still awake. Right. Okay, like it's hard for me to see that. Yeah. Because he was he was getting cracked like a motherfucker. Yeah. Maybe Adesanya, he was still conscious. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I, he, he, I think I think there's a there's an opening to say he could have pulled it out, right? Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. So we never would have known. Right. Maybe he would have clinched him up, taken him to the ground. Maybe he would have done something to survive that round. Right. And even if he did get beat up, but he survived that round, he still would have retained his yeah. belt. Yeah. Right. So Adesanya, having defended his belt consistently six or seven times at that point, yeah. loses his belt to this guy who has haunted him from his kickboxing career all the way to the UFC. Spanning like, what, fucking 15 years yes. of fighting or some shit, you know? And so now Adesanya has come back and everybody was doubting him, right? There was oh, they a, were clowning him so hard, bro. They were clowning the shit out of him. And here's the thing. What I really loved about this too, right? was everything leading up to this fight. If you ever wanted to be motivated to go go for something in your life, you should watch this fight. Because Adesanya now is the underdog. Not even on the betting cards, he wasn't. He right? wasn't, yeah. But you know, just the, the conversation that was happening around him. Yeah, it, it was like almost a foregone conclusion. Like, yeah. they, they, everybody wrote him like, dude, do you guys not remember what the fuck this guy has done? Yeah, I, I wrote him off too. I mean? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why, yeah. but there was... So at this point, I really thought that Pejeda was going to beat Adesanya. And it was from a conversation that Pejeda said. Pejeda was talking to an interviewer. Somebody was interviewing him. He says, listen, there are certain people in your life that you will just never, ever beat. Right. He goes, when I was fighting professional kickboxing, there was a guy that I could not beat. And in fact, he hasn't been kickboxing or fighting in years. But he, if he and I stepped into this ring right now, he would beat me again. I am that person for Adesanya. He is that person for Robert Whittaker. He will never beat me. Yeah. And I took that shit to heart. But then I saw this interview of Adesanya. Mm -hmm. It was at the at the the pre-fight conference. And he goes, he's look, he's looking at the camera and he looks like a crazy person. Yeah. He looks deranged. Yeah. He goes, everybody's doubting me. But he goes, but what if I knock him the fuck out? What if I did and I looked at him like, I think Adesanya's going to win <laughs> from that look. Yeah. Because he looked hungry. Dude, he had that fire in his eyes. He looked possessed for sure. He looked fucking insane. Yeah. This motherfucker was speaking Nigerian and all this other shit. I was like, God damn. Yeah. He, looks, he looks like the fucking warrior. Yeah. Right? Well, that's why he kept saying, now the hunters become the hunted. And you know? I loved it. Yeah. Just this Dude. whole saga. The whole story behind it, man. It's fucking epic. This man just hunted Izzy down. Yeah. Stripped his belt from him. And the way in which Izzy won, it wasn't a few touches. It was a rope-a-dope against the cage, overhand right Boom. to a fucking hook, yeah. to a fucking Thor's hammer yeah. fist right to his <laughs> he jaw. He said from the gods. From the gods. He said hammer fist from the gods, you know? And then he knocks him out. With the arrow. Dude. 
That was the most fucking epic, like, finishing move, bro. You know, I was like, wow. Bro, I was in the car. I teared up. Yeah. No, I got, I got, I'm not going to lie. I got a little choked up too. I don't tear up, but I got choked up, you know? Heartless son of a bitch. (laughs) I teared up, dog. Watching him win made me feel like I could do anything. And and the post-conference speech, you know, or post-fight speech. How amazing was that? And he pulled Dude. that shit right out of his ass. Joe Rogan never gives him the mic. Ever. Ever. But he said to him, respectfully, Joe, like, I, I just got something to say. I'll give the mic right back. Joe didn't even hesitate. He's like, here you go. I've never seen Joe. I've seen people trying to take the mic away from him. Mm-hmm. He has that iron grip on it. You're not taking that from Joe. You know? you know, like that speech was so fucking important because I think that it's like he was he was basically saying that you know, there are these moments in your life that makes life worth living. Do you follow automotive news or do you just like cars and want to see what the heck's going on? Well, then you might like Donut Media's new podcast, The Big Three. Hi, I'm James Pumphrey. And every week, me and my co-host slash two of my top five friends, Nolan Sykes and Joe Weber, unpack the latest and greatest in automotive news and trends on The Big Three. You'll also get a lot of laughs, hot takes, and personal insight on cars from the biggest car guys in automotive media. So, whether you're a hardcore enthusiast or just a person who goes, up, that's a good looking car. <laughs> Check out The Big Three, available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can watch the full videos at Donut Podcasts on YouTube. Hey, all it's David So. And if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting my show too. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks. Right. But you have to be the one to go out there and find it. You got to go for it. Yeah. And he goes, this is that moment for me. He goes, I get to relive these moments over and over again. But this is what you should be fighting for. You need to make this shit happen for yourself. Right. And these moments exist for you. That shit made me fucking feel amazing. Yeah. And it's been hard to describe to people what I mean by like, when I get something, I get it done. I move on to the next one because I want, it's because that's what I chase all the time. Yeah. I chase for that fucking feeling. Right. Whether it was in the film, whether it was in YouTube to podcasting all the way to, you know, clothing with secret society, Jumbi Matcha. I've done this multiple times and I'm trying to do it over and over again. Right. And it doesn't matter what it is. It's just whatever I choose it to be. Yeah. And like, that's the thing that I feel like people kind of miss when they try things out, right? They forget that there is this feeling that you get when you are highly successful at something that people feel like you cannot do. Yeah. And that was amazing. Right. How he won was fucking insane. You couldn't have written it better. You really couldn't have written it better. It was so fucking epic. Probably one of the most epic like storylines that I've witnessed in my life when it comes to MMA, right? I can't think of anything that's more... um I, I, again, using the word epic, more epic than that. You know, it, it, it was just a fucking incredible start to finish. And I think that speech was so important for the reasons you just mentioned, but also serving as a reminder for the young kids, the young generation in this day and age where they only see the end result and they think yeah. it's so easy to achieve. No, it was important for him to mention like you going for it. You can't just expect this to happen. You can't think that it's easy. 
right? He put in the fucking work. He drove, he said he's drove himself to like the brink of insanity, you yeah. know, to, to make sure that he was prepared and he needed to get to where he needed to be to put this guy down the way he did, you know? And he has his channel, uh, the Freestyle Bender on YouTube. So like, he doesn't need to be talking about it, but there's documentation. You could see the training and the work that he's putting in to get to where he is. And that's a very important reminder. It's like, don't forget what you got to do to get to that result, to find to find that happiness, to achieve that moment. The work needs to fucking be there. And I feel like a lot of times in this day and age, there's that gap between wanting something and the result. Yeah, And you forget that whole fucking middle part. You Doc, know? It was just like, how picture perfect of a moment could that have been, man? And how symbolic for him. How yeah. how relieved do you think he felt? He goes, he did, not by decision, yeah. by fucking, fucking. He sent him to the shadow realm. You know? That motherfucker <laughs> woke up in fucking Wakanda. Dude. Yeah. That fool hey, woke up. Whenever somebody wakes up with the angry face, you know, because when he got up, he was like, yeah. you know, they were not came back from the shadow realm, bro. That, that is like a sign of a vicious knockout. Knocked out dead dude. cold, dude. Because that first... And the thing is, I was talking to you it about this It was the same before. way that yeah. he almost knocked him out the exactly, first time. Exactly, in the first fight. And and it almost was how Izzy got fucking TKO'd mm. in the first fight, right? Mm. It looked eerily the fucking same, except this time Izzy had that extra five seconds. You guys you know? have to watch how beautiful that shit is, right? So he's literally pressed up against this cage, yeah, right? Yeah. His guard is high. Yeah. He's getting hit. But he's looking. He's, he's aware. He's getting liver shot. Yeah. Knee up the middle. Yeah. And he's getting rocked a, hook, a little he bit. Caught, caught a hook. Yeah. And then he gets shifted off the side. And then Izzy waits for the small Finds opening. Finds that right? opening. And the f- he does his small little check hook, right? Yeah. So the check hook lifts. Yeah. Alex yeah. Pajeda's chin up. Yep. And then, and then the overhand boom. connects. He throws Alex Pajeda's head into his overhand. Right. He And right to the t- fucking temple. Yeah. If you've never been hit in the temple before, like your whole equilibrium goes off. Right. It's really weird. Like the dude, his body went yeah. like this and then it came back up. The 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 feeling is weird. Like it just feels odd. You can't really describe it, but the whole room starts to spin. Oh, it's like vertigo. Yeah. If you've ever experienced vertigo yeah. before. <laughs> he's falling, right? He's falling and he connects another hook. Yeah. Right. Bink. The, the thing is, he fucking bounced himself off the cage to get that extra momentum for the, you know, and that one landed flush on the ear. So like that that was it. He was Alex's or Alex's lights were turning out as he was falling, and then as soon as he landed, the fucking hammer fist from the gods, and then out. Super necessary. Shadow realm. <laughs> yeah, super, super necessary. That dude. was super necessary. And then he goes up to his kid and yeah. he goes, "Hey, hey, hey, look." <laughs> <laughs> he said he 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 mentioned that too. He's like, "Dude, I'm just being petty. I'm a fucking petty person. I had to do it." I fucking love that moment, man. Yeah. Listen, fight fan or not, you should just watch that trilogy. Or the not the tri- oh, I guess it's a quadrilogy. Yeah, but watch all the UFC embeds that led up to that to give you the backstory of how satisfying that is. And I guarantee you, if you don't wake up motivated tomorrow, you are a loser. <laughs> right? There's no fucking way. And this, like, his speech really transfers over to everything that you do in life. It's so oh for sure fucking good, universal. And and that's why he asked Joe for the mic. And the thing is, Izzy said like. He didn't even have that speech prepared. Yeah. He just, in that moment, he, he had to say what he felt. Yeah, exactly. Dog, um, it was it was so fucking beautiful, man. I got to tell you, dude. 
I never want to be a fighter for sure. <laughs> I don't ever watch that and say I want to fight. I fucking pulled my oblique kicking a bag the other day. <laughs> and that shit fucking hurt. That's your Alex Perez right That there. was my, my the bag. Yeah. I, I tried punching today. Yeah. Nah, nah, that shit cramped up super fast. Oh, I, I, there was a guy who was a PT that was speaking to my comments. He goes, that's like a five week injury, dude. Like you got to chill. Yeah. Fuck, man. Because it hurt in that video. Right when I threw it, and by the way, I threw my whole fucking whole life into that low kick. Wow. And it was beautiful. Sat back down and then. <sighs> but see, that's the thing, man. You know, we keep learning this the hard way over and over. As we get older, you know, we're, we're knocking that, on God. 40s door, right? Like Awful. you, 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 <laughs> you, you forget in your mind that, you know, you're a little bit older, a little bit more fragile, and you still think you could do the same thing. That you did even a year ago or two years ago, <sighs> and you learn real quick. That motherfucker humbles you real quick. Like, nah, uh, motherfucker. I'm not even that old, dog. I'm 35, son. Ha! <laughs> dog, I fucking threw my life force into that kick, dog. And then I just felt this sharp ass pain. I couldn't breathe. And I'm like, oh, I think I tore something. And that shit hurt so fucking bad. Hey, man, I'm fucking dealing with the injured shoulder that I hurt somehow from sleeping. I don't even know how the fuck that happened, well, bro. You, well, you old, old fool. <laughs> <laughs> I got my ass beat by a punching bag at least. It was I got, worse. I got my ass beat by my pillow. <laughs> well, speaking of fucking... Uh, Israel, <laughs> Israel Adesanya, man. We all know Israel Adesanya. Like, he, it's so crazy how he just like derives a lot of his strength for fucking Naruto, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't give a fuck what any fucking weeb says to me, right? Naruto is not that great of a fucking anime. You motherfuckers, all right, you little fucking <laughs> get mad at me for saying this. And that's, one, that's coming from a big anime fan. Dog, so let's say, I have you know? watched, listen, I'm such a big anime fan. I have watched One Piece since the first fucking episode, right? And I love Naruto growing up, right? I know he's doing all these Rock Lee references, whatever, whatnot. Yeah. Naruto had its moments. But the shitty thing about Naruto was that 80% fillers, 20% episodes. Mm. And the animation, unless it was a very important episode, was fucking trash. It just carried on too long. It was about a young boy that wanted to fuck his best friend. <laughs> I just I just got over it. I got fucking over it. Yeah, I was right? I, I never got into Naruto too. It was it, it cuz look, you you got to watch 300 episodes of pure nonsense, right? And then you'll get to watch some of the greatest episodes you'll ever see in your life in terms of animation for maybe 10 episodes, right? Which sucks. But speaking of, one of my favorite animes of all time, story-wise, just the antagonist, the protagonist, everything about this is a classic. It's fucking Death Note. Oh, man. Yeah. If you haven't watched, you could watch it on Netflix because it's on Netflix. Not not the live action one, guys. Don't watch please don't ever watch that. The actual anime. Watch yes. the anime. Death Note was is is like as a thriller, right? Uh, I'm not gonna ruin it or spoil it if you haven't watched it. And if you're an anime fan, you have definitely watched Death Note. That is in the lexicon of one of the greatest short series animes of all time. Like yeah, top five. Like it's not even arguable. Yeah, you know easily. So I've I've teased this before. Um, every genius brain secret society release that we do, you know, it's kind of hard to, I, I don't want to say top the previous one, right? Because they're all different. They're very important, like little parts of my life. This one right here, as you see this one back here, was inspired by the trip to Korea. Right. Right. Um, so it plays a very important role in my life. Anime was a big part of my life and still is till this day. 
And one of the hardest things that I find is to not find a generic anime t-shirt, right? That just, number or, one. Or, or just not a, a non-gaudy design. Exactly. You know? It's like sometimes they try to do too much. Way too much. Yeah. So in ode to my like love for anime growing up and to one of the best animes of all time that also works with like the Secret Society aesthetic, we're doing a Death Note Secret Society Genius Brain collab. I fucking love this shit so fucking much. Yeah. This one, obviously, I love too. And by the way, if you ever fucking deny the quality of these are shit, this has been washed <laughs> like fucking 20 times. Yeah. And look at this goddamn thing. Yeah. If you take care of our stuff, it lasts forever. Always make sure to follow the care instructions. We always have them listed on the uh, the listing itself for the items. But yeah, kind of going back to what you're talking about with, with this collaboration, you know, Dave and I were talking about kind of the next iteration, right, of, of the Genius Brain collab. What, what is it going to look like? Are we going to continue off the Korean heritage thing? Are we going to do something completely different? And so, you know, we, we always start at like the basics. And, and, and the basics is what inspires you, you know, because it, it, it has to draw from that. That's the biggest thing. It has to be a, a, a something that impacts your life. That's been an inspiration um, at some point in your life, whether it's, you know, from the beginning or, or as you got older, right? But it has to have a big enough impression on you where it's like, yeah, it, it, it's that important to me. And then we started talking about anime, you know? Yes. And by the way, I think one of the, 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 the things that like Secret Society does really well is like we kind of fill the gap between the like, a lot of the things that people want to have, but doesn't, they don't have the quality that you want for it. Every fucking anime shirt that I've had, right, is the shittiest fucking t-shirt I've it's ever had. so disappointing, man. It's so bad. Because I have a, a Cowboy Bebop tee, right? I was like, dude, this is actually a pretty dope design, but like they fucked up on the print color. The t-shirt quality it's is scratchy. Yeah, scratchy as a motherfucker. The fit is weird. I'm like, why you guys got to do it? Like, like, come on, man. Like, yeah. pay homage proper homage like you're doing this okay you know what some people just doing it to fucking cash grab right but if you're doing this because you really love whatever series it is pay proper homage to it man do mm -hmm. it fucking justice you know um and that's the thing i think at this point people have come to expect like a certain level of quality and uh craftsmanship and attention to detail from us Right. And that's something that we try to always fucking go over again and again and again, fine tune it, fine tune it, refine it. And so when we started talking about this idea, you know, it was exciting because it's like, okay, Death Note is like one of his all time favorites, one of my all time favorites. I'm sure a lot of people's one of all time's favorites. Right. But more than that, it's not like, oh, what are we trying to do that's popular that people like? No, no, we personally like yeah. this shit. So if you don't like it, Oh, well, but you know, that's, that's a big reason why we're doing it. And it's like, okay, so how are we going to marry that, you know, um, that the genius brain aspect of it and the secret society aspect of it, and then come up with an aesthetic that fits in line, right? With the brand that, that accommodates both brands. And I feel like we fucking nailed it. Dog, it's, you know? We have a we sample here. Yeah, so we have a sample on one of, this is a throwaway tea. This isn't the actual tea. We just ran this to see how it came. Because here's the thing. We had an idea for how we wanted to do it, which is the puff print. And we thought the details that we have in the illustration and, and design, the puff print would really fucking make this pop. And so we, we ran a sample. This is the very first sample. Shit, maybe we'll even do a giveaway on this. Like as, as like a sentimental piece. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. This is the very first sample that we ran um, and we will start 
with the front here. You guys may have seen this logo that we to uh, teased, toast, <laughs> that we teased. Um, yeah, you got the Secret Society, Genius Brain, and you got Ryukir. You know, that's his outline. The Shinigami, the death the Shinigami, god. Shinigami, yeah. And then, boom. That's just so fucking sick Look right there. At, Look at this shit. It's all puff print, by the way, which Look is fucking very shit. difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Look yeah. how intricate this shit is. Yeah. Pretty much all the main characters are here. Um, and then we got the numbers here. And then we have yeah, the logos again here. But this shit looks fucking incredible. And when you guys see it in person too, like it, it pops in a different way. It, and once again, <laughs> of course, it's going to be the, the, the dopest shirts, right? Quality is going to be amazing. Same as if you if you got your hands on the God, I love this shirt. This, <laughs> if you got your hands on this, same quality tee. Um, like that in and of itself is gonna be probably the best like anime inspired shirt that you'll ever fucking have. Oh yeah. I mean, it's I mean, come on, man. Honestly, like objectively, if I was not involved, I said the same shit about that. Objectively, if I was not involved and I saw somebody wearing that, I'd be like, yo, that's fucking dope. Yep. Like I, I I'm sorry, it's it's fucking dope. And we have this, uh, we're going to have the black on white and then also white on black, two colorways like we did uh, last time. And we're also going to have hats. How many hats? That is TBD. We don't know exactly yet. We're going to have two colorways, a black one and then um, a black white one. Uh, yeah, like, like we did with the Genius Brain, but they're going to be trucker foam truckers this time around. Because we were thinking too, like what, um, what style of hat would best complement uh, what we're doing with the designs and, and the look, the look and feel we're going for. And the foam truckers work the best. You guys will see why, why yeah. we decided to go with that. Because those, we're going to run a sample. Um, today is uh, Wednesday, right? So I think sometime next week, we're going to see a sample because we want to do something specific on it. And we don't know if it's going to work yet. But if it does work, Oh, trust me. Shit's going to yeah, look yeah, fucking yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so for these two, um, these are all going to be pre-orders. Um, yeah. We're so going to run it the exact same way that we did with the first one. Yeah. yeah. We're going to give you… Well, our subscribers, first of all, are going to get the dibs. Yeah. They're going to get the early access with the pre-orders. And then we'll open it up. Um, we don't know exactly how the pre-orders are going to run just yet. Like we, we got to figure that out. And then we got to figure out the timeline because… We don't know. We don't know exactly what the production schedule is going to look like yet. Um, but that all. Make sure you're subscribed, and and we'll definitely give you guys an update on it once we figure those things. Yeah, out. Yeah. If you're on the email list, you you guys get first dibs on everything. So when uh, it, it's kind of a way for us to just make sure that people who fuck with us get the stuff first, right? Um, obviously, we're not a huge company, so when things run out of sizes, people will wear the sizes. You didn't sign up for the email. Yeah, if you didn't sign up for yeah. the fucking email. Everybody's gonna take the shit, and so that's kind of what's been happening. Yeah. Um, and, and and look, we're trying. It, yeah, it's not like we're 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 not on this. Oh, you know, we're trying to limit things. No, we just have limited resources. So yeah. there's only so we're many just, things we can do. Like that. Yeah, and so many pieces we can make. Right. Yeah. And when we're trying to do like you know a full on collection with multiple colors, multiple designs, like multiple bodies, you can't run thousands of pieces on each. We, we just mm -hmm. don't have that type of resource. Hopefully we will. Yeah. We will, you know, but. And I love like the whole anime thing too, because like, you know, when I was younger, like 
you know, anime wasn't big, man. And if you watched anime, people you're, talked about that yeah, shit. Yeah, you're like secrecy. a nerd or like a fucking geek. Yeah, right. it's secret society is what yeah. we did. There. We had a secret yeah, exactly. society for that shit. You needed to be in a secret society to... Exactly. So it was like one of those things that wasn't really popular, right? But then the people who really loved it, they, they loved it a lot. Now, obviously, I'm not as... Listen, I thought I was a big anime fan until I went to like an anime con. Oh. And I found out that I come, I am not, I am nothing. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was a big anime yeah. fan and I couldn't. I, you ain't I, about that life, dog. I'm, I'm not, I'm not like that. <laughs> and look, I fucking loved going to that thing because it was weird, but I liked watching them all be so happy as they got to connect with all their other friends right, who were right. like super into this shit because I feel like, you know, how much they're into it, it gets made fun of. Like if they're walking around in public with like fucking bunny ears, yeah, you know what I mean? And then, you know, they got like a Naruto costume on. It's a little weird, right? Mm-hmm. But if they're in their element at this anime expo or the anime con, they feel fucking- Yeah, like, you get to share it with other nice. people who are just as passionate and, and love and, and not be judged for it. You know yeah. what I mean? I always say, man, if it's not illegal and you're not hurting anybody else, hey, do you. You yeah. know, do what makes you happy, man. And And it's like, yeah, when I see that, I know what you're talking about. Like, I'm not about that life, but when I see it, I'm like, hey, I'm happy for you. Yeah, man. So, yeah. like, anime always play like a super, like, really fun, important part of my life. Even like the way I see film and the things that I like, it just kind of like seep into everything that I did. So, what are the better way to do it than do it with this piece? Now, every time that we bring out a piece, I don't know what the next one is going to be, but this one. Yeah, I think I think it's good though that we have that pressure on ourselves yeah. because the thing is, I mean, it's that's a pretty much a standard for us anyway. You want to constantly like keep uh, elevating and try to do better, you know, bigger, better. But especially with these, because they're capsule collection and it's limited to just like you know one body with like mm-hmm. two colors. You gotta, it needs to hit. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in a full collection, you might have 10, 15 different pieces with all these different colors. Something might hit from that. You have a higher chance. But then with this, it's like, that's the design. And that's you know? the cool thing too. Like with this, with this, I feel, you know, evidently too, this is genius brain merchandise, right? But it's kind of not at the same time. It's like this, it's kind of its own thing. Or if you did walk around the street, somebody pr- wouldn't look at that like it's an animation, even if they're not an anime fan. Right. They'll just be like, oh, that's a fucking sick shirt. Yeah, that's a d- dope fucking design. You exactly. Know? And that's like kind of the objective that I have for, you know, when we create these things too. I don't know how many times somebody has stopped and asked me where they got the shirt. And it's a capsule collection. It's like, it's not going to come out again. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe we will, but this was a bitch to make. So don't ask. <laughs> right? um, I got PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a PTSD. Look how fucking hard this shit is. Um, PTSD from it. But listen, the pre-orders for this, uh, we'll leave it open. What, like two weeks? Was it two weeks last time? Um, yeah, I believe, I believe we'll do two weeks. Like we'll, we'll, we'll work out the details of it. We'll iron out all the details. Uh, again, just make sure you're subscribed to the newsletter and then we'll, we'll shoot out all the details for you guys. You guys get the first dibs on it and then, you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And the reason why, you know, people are like, why don't you put the, the pre-order for like a month long? Well, the longer the pre-orders are, the, the, the hard, longer it takes for people to get their exactly, stuff. Exactly. Cause it's made to order. Don't forget that. Yeah. You know, that's why we're doing a pre, pre-order and then basically making the order every single order. And that's why we set aside a certain amount of time. Now, the PTSD that we're referring to with the first one was we had issues with production and things took much longer than anticipated, kept getting pushed back. We don't foresee a problem with this one. Knock on fucking everything here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, knock on wood that we don't have any issues with this one. So it should be smoother. Um, but yeah, like Dave just said, you know, if 
the longer we have the window for, it takes that much longer for us to start production and, and getting also to pre-orders for us too. It's just, it's a lot easier in terms of like number one resource wise and number two, this stuff is a little more intricate than everything else. So we, yeah. we make this in mass bulk and everything is fucked up like this one. You guys would have never gotten your shirts. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of covers both of us. Yeah, it's it's better for better to streamline for us this way, mm-hmm. you know, so that we find that pocket with our factory and just be like, okay, this is what we're going to run and just focus on this for that time being to fulfill all those orders and then, yeah, just pump it out. Yeah, so get ready for that. Um that's going to launch pretty soon. We'll let you know. Just follow me on Instagram. Follow Edge. Follow the Secret Society page. And then we'll let you all know. Um, sign up for the email. Genius Brain every Sunday is at 12 p.m. And we will. Oh, what? We, we got the uh, the exclusive Genius Brain discount code this time too. For viewers, we got the SSGB20 for 20% off your order. No exclusions. Uh, no minimums. One-time use only though. So if you're watching this, SSGB20, all capital letters, use it for 20% off. And we're going to run it for about a week from when you see this. Yes. Um, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. Once again, sign up for the email. Um, I've, I, I've literally talked to so many people about this. Why? How do I get to know the email? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have two pieces here that we'll preview um, next time too. This is coming from our spring-summer collection. That's going to be coming out like, I don't know, in a couple of months or so. But yeah. these are some exciting pieces. Genius yeah. Brain every Sunday at 12 p.m. We'll see you all next time. Peace. Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by Hero Bread. Listen, I've talked about Hero Bread a million times over. And I'm telling you right now, they have some of the best guilt-free bread I've ever had in my life. And I'm not just saying that. I'm talking about taste and texture wise. You you just can't beat it. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and is high in fiber. And guess what? Now it's made with heart healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. I'm telling you right now, I made a BLT with this and it was freaking delicious. If I, if I eat bread, This is the bread that I'm eating. You guys have to get this. I'm not just saying it's so freaking good. You could do whatever you want with this type of stuff. I mean, they even have burger breads, right? So if you want to make a a fire ass burger, they got like tortillas too for their, if you, if you eat breakfast burritos as much as I do, dude, money. It's so freaking good. It's hard to say which one my favorite stuff is just because like, if I'm going to make a wrap or I'm going to do any type of sandwich of any sort, I'm going to use Hero Bread because I get to eat without all the guilt and it's literally my favorite. So genius brain listeners, do not miss out on this. Make sure you get Hero Bread. You will not regret it. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order for their new recipe. Go to Hero dot C-O and use code Genius10 at checkout. That's G-E-N-I-U-S one zero at hero.co. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.